may return to our Lord for prayer. Father, we come thanking you for who you are. Father, Lord, we ask truly for you to have your way. Speak now, Lord, for your servants are listening is our prayer. Amen. As we're coming to the second Sunday of Advent leading up to the glorious celebration of the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We're going to look at the series, if you will, now, Behold the Lamb. Uh, the King James Version says, Behold the Lamb. Another way to say it is to look, to see, to observe, to take attention of what is before you. Looking in the Gospel according to John, first chapter, we're going to read again in our hearing verses 1 through 3, and then I'm going to read verse 29. Reading from the New Living Translation, it says it this way, In the beginning the Word already existed. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him, and nothing was created except through him. The Word gave life to everything that was created, and his life brought light to everyone. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. Verse 29 says it. The next day, John saw Jesus coming towards him and said, Look, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world. If you can help me announce this to your neighbor, tell them, Behold God. I want to look at how the text tells us to behold, to look, to observe, to take notice of God. Does it not say in yours that in beginning the word, in beginning the word already existed, the living translation, in beginning the word was God. If you go back to Genesis, the first chapter, first verse, it says in the beginning God created. There's a lot of things happen before creation. It says in the beginning God. The word here is the subject that's being talked about. Is pointing out to us that in the beginning was the word. Genesis 1 says in the beginning, God. If 1 plus 1 equals 2, if A is true and B is true, then it must be the same. So look at this. If in the beginning was the word and the beginning God, then the word was God. I got a few people with me. Maybe y'all be me in the end. I want you to grab you that what is plain, that it may use the, the verb in the past and saying was God because he's speaking of something that has happened. Because before we ever existed, there was something else. And that was God. So in the beginning, God, Genesis said it this way, in the beginning, God created. But the gospel of John is trying to point us out, before there was a creation, before there was something that was even created, there was a God. And he is the living God. And he's pointing out that not only was the word there, we look closely as it was read, the word became flesh. Which suggests to us that the word he's referring to is Jesus, that is the Lamb of God. Am I talking to somebody here this morning? That is seen here that the word was God, the word was with God, the word became flesh. Let's deal with the word. It says here that 
the word in the Greek, the logos, suggests to us that it is a message or a, a word or even a understanding of thought that was being done. But if I told you something like this, that if I loved you and I said that I love you, I expressed myself in my word. Some of y'all still look at me, do y'all understand what I'm saying? If, if, if somebody also says, acts and speak louder than words. But if I look closely here, not only did God speak, he also moved. He said the word became flesh. Not only did he tell us who he is, he showed us who he is. He's shown to us here that in order for God to fully express himself to us, he had to speak it. And so in order to speak it, the John said, let me describe it, that the word is God. Revelation 19, 13 says he is clothed with a robe dipped in blood and his name is called the word of God. Uh, some of us might catch on a little bit closer and seen here that in Hebrews it says he is the exact representation of his glory, which means is that when you see Jesus, you see the description, the, the aura, the glory of God. And God had to, when you look closely at the word, not only is the word was God, but God also used his words to make creation. So we see here that the word was God and God used the word to create, which points out without the word, where would I be? Because the word brought everything into existence. And it says, without him, nothing can exist. Without him. Tell your neighbors about the word. The word was in the beginning, which means what was before God. The answer to that is nothing. Because if he is the beginning, what's before the beginning? And not only is the beginning, tell your neighbor, he's the ending. He is the Alpha and the Omega. He's the everlasting God. What does have to do with Christmas? I'm going to get to it. But before you can get to what is about Christmas, you got to get about who is God. Because he's showing us here that this word that became flesh was for our benefit. But if you look at it, that you see not only was Jesus God, but yet he also came in the flesh. It says he became flesh, not made into Which means he was already beforehand. Which means that he was not something that came out later on, but he was already existed. In Proverbs, sometimes some suggest when you look in the Proverbs, the eighth chapter, and he's talking about how wisdom stood next side by side in creation. Some suggest that that is referring to Christ. But either way, I want to point out this, that what is pointed out here, when you look in Genesis 1, it says, in the beginning, God created. Here it says here, in the beginning, the word already existed. So even before he gets to the creation aspect, he's want us to grab that before there was any of us, there was God. I don't know about you, but when I think about that for a moment, it, so, it shows me that in the Genesis it says that God's vastness was over the nothingness. And he took nothing and made something. And you know, every time he made something, you know what he told himself, it was good. But when he got down to his finest creation, man or woman, he said, very good. So you see here that God is our, the only living God existed to show us that he is the beginning. So not only if he's the beginning, then he's the ending. That Hebrews writer said he's the author and the finisher of our faith, which also suggests to us that if God knows how the story begins, he knows how the story ends. 
I don't know about you, but I'm glad he's still writing my story. Is he still writing your story? So we see if he's writing our story, then he knows how to put it together. Everything came into existence through him, and nothing was created except through him. Which is pointing out that only if I'm in him and through him can I have life. Someone said it this way. I think it was Jesus. He says, if you want life, come to me. He says, if you want to save your life for your sake, you'll lose it. But if you lose your life for my name's sake and the gospel's sake, you shall save it. He went on to tell the disciples why he was about to leave them and they were heartbroken. But he was telling them some profound truth. Say, if you abide in me. I will abide in you. And, and then he showed them that when you connect with me, you got a special connection. You know what that special connection is? When you connect with the son, you get connected to the father. And he says, anything you ask in my name, the father will give to you. And I want you to grab this. That if the father and the son are connected and the son gets me connected to the father, all of a sudden I'm starting to get connected to something. I'm connected to the one that took nothing and made something. I'm connected to the one that spoke light into existence. I'm connected to the one that made the clouds and the sky and the water. I'm connected to the one that made the fish and the beasts of the earth. I'm connected to the one that made the birds in the air. I'm connected to the one that took dust and made man. And then when I start thinking about this breathing as I'm connected to the one that blew over the Red Sea and divided it and they walked on dry land. I'm connected to the one that made them march around seven times the walls of Jericho and all of a sudden a trumpet sound and the walls came tumbling down. I'm connected to the one that told a little boy named David that he could just stand in the name of the Lord and knock down the giant of Goliath. I'm connected to the one that had a man that loved to pray to the Lord, was able to see lion's mouth closed while he was in a hungry lion's den. I'm connected to the one that was able to take a man that got his eyes picked out, his hair cut up, but Remember to call on the name of the Lord. He gave him strength from on high. I'm connected to the one that was lost and left in a pit, but was brought out into Egypt to save a generation. I'm connected to the one who's the only begotten son of Jesus Christ. I'm just talking about the word. So we see here that God expresses himself in his words and he expresses himself in his word. In his words, he tells us how he loves us. And in the word, he showed us how he loves us. We see here that in the word, we have peace. How do we have peace? Let's look at it together here. We have peace, P-E-A-C-E, because if we know the Lord, we know peace. And also, we have peace because we become part of his peace. <laughs> because he created everything. I don't know about you. <clears throat> Well, when you're working and creating things, you take pieces and you put them together. God can take this piece, he can take that piece and put it together and make peace. Let me have somebody else. I'm not following what he's saying. Uh, uh, Jesus was on the, on the boat, sleeping in the back of the boat. The water was raging, the storms was wimbling and blowing, and they got upset. So what he did, he took the water, he took the wind, and he took his words, and he said, peace. He put them together and spoke, and peace was in the place. 
what I'm trying to point out, that God can speak whatever he wants into a situation and bring it together for the good of those who love him and a call according to his purpose. So this means here too, is that the word of God, the expression of God, let's look how God expressed himself. He could, he, the Hebrews said he could have, he did not come to die for the angels. He did not come to die for the beasts. He did not come as an angel. He did not come as a beast. But he came in the form of man. The Philippians writer put it this, that, 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 that we should have this mind, this mind that was in Christ, who was in the form of God, thought it not robbery. To come in the image of man, in a form of a slave. I, I love this because you have, in the Greek, it says, morphe theu, which is the form of God, to morphe dulu, the form of a slave. He was the form of God, still is the form of God, but he came in the form of a slave. He went from sitting up high and exalted above the circle of the earth to come down low and humble into dust. Why did he do such things? Because he's expressing his love. He saw us and said that who can save them? Who can bring them out of the darkness? Who can be the light of the world so that they understand salvation? And, and God started looking around and kept on finding there's none like him. <laughs> and he says, I'll send myself. So that Jesus comes wrapped in flesh. To know our pains and our struggles. One thing I love about the word is that the word knows what we're going through. I don't know about you, but there's times in my lives that people just don't understand what I'm going through. No matter what I say to them, no matter how much they love me, they just don't know what I'm going through. But there becomes some times when I just can get by myself and I fall on my knees and tears start to come down my face and I said, Lord, I need thee. Lord, I need and that's all I can say because I don't know what else to say but that I need him and all of a sudden he starts ministering to me, starts lifting me up and basically when I get up and I start praising him and start to worship him, then my mind reminds me that's all he was waiting on for me to come to express myself to him in my word. <laughs> And he'll express himself in his word. And his word is this. His word is peace. His word is joy. His word is love. His word is mercy. His word is forgiving. His word is patient. His word is salvation. His word is redeemer. And so when I start thinking about everything that I'm going through, I start thinking about how God showed up in this place. So as we behold the Lamb of God, first we got to see that he is God. I got to start moving. Y'all want you to grab this here. When you start beholding God and you get in the presence of God, I want you to grab it. Things start changing. You can't, you can't just roll up to the White House in any way. You try to get past that gate, they're going to lock you up. And walk you out. I, you might have heard about Shaquille O'Neal. Since everybody knows he is. He tried to walk in the White House. They kicked him out. It don't matter how rich you are. How famous you are. You can't get to the White House. Unless you got an appointment. Mm, 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 mm. Somebody said they got that one. 
that you can't just show up to talk to the president, no matter who you are, even if you're his mama, you better be on that registrar so you can get through the gate. But the word told me that in my father's house are rooms with many mansions. He says, I go away to prepare a place for you so that where I am, you may be also. And I'm coming back for you so that you can be with me. The word expressed to me that where my father is, I want you to be. And if you want to get there, you got to get there through me. So therefore, I got to be here so you know how to get there. And guess what? While I'm away, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit to keep you in good standing, to keep you confident, because I'm coming back. And when I come back, you'll be able to get through those gates and be in the big house. But you see how the word expressed himself? He expressed himself to show himself to us. That no matter what we're going through, no matter the troubles in our lives we face, he's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. I want you to look and just look around, just look around, just look around, just look around, just look around and realize if God was not here, you would not be here. <laughs> so that's proof positive. That there is a God. Science itself says that everything has to come from something. And so if all of us have come from something, I, I, I got to realize that science even suggests this, that it has, to be, it has to come from something that's like it. And so it suggests to us then that then I am not like a tree, so I did not come from a tree. I am not like a fish. I did not come from a fish. I'm not like a bird. I did not come from a bird. And so it reminds me that God says, I want to make sure you understand where I came from. Let me express to you who I am in my word. He tells Moses in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. I made the fish. I made the birds. I made the beasts. I made the trees. I made every living thing. But the best thing I made was you. When I took you out of the dust and I breathed life into you and I made you a living being, I let man walk around and let him realize that it wasn't all about him and it wasn't good for him to be alone. So I had to put him back asleep and bring out a woman. He realized that here goes Eve, the giver of life, and I told him to be fruitful and multiply. But he was pointing out to us that God created everything with a purpose and he holds everything together with his word. All that you have to know to realize the power of God's words is look at this. Is the sun still up? <laughs> he said, let there be light, and there is light. That's, that's, that's what the Bible says, right? It says, let there be light, and then there was light. It did not say it had an expiration date. It did not say it was going to go down. It's going to go down when God says so. That's why man does not know the day nor the hour, because until God says so, it's going to be done. So when you look around, we can see that, God, you are in this place. You have made us, you have created us, and you hold us together. And so if, God, if, if the word is God in this, then I know that his word is a promise. That God is not the son of man, that he shall lie, not the son of man, that he shall repent. Will he not say and will he not do? I want you to remind yourself that God is going to do exactly what he said he's going to do. So if he come to take away the sins of the world, he already did it. If he says, all who call on the name of the Lord shall be saved, they will. 
If he say, if they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength, they will. If he say, he will keep you in perfect peace, he will. If he can keep you from falling, he will. Is he able to supply all your needs? He will. If he's the Lord, our shepherd, I shall not want, he will. If he can do exceeding above and beyond, we can ask or think or even imagine, he will. Because he is God. So in this Christmas season, as we unwrap gifts, exchange gifts, go to parties, let's not forget that the greatest gift is God. And he freely gives himself to us. And we can daily unwrap him with our praises, with our service. So let's just take the time to unwrap our gift. Lord, let's just praise the Lord, we thank you, God. We magnify you, God. We worship you, O God, for just who you are, Almighty God. You are worthy to be praised, O God. We glorify your holy name. You are faithful. Your love endures forever, Almighty God. And we thank you, Lord. You sit high, yet you look low to see about your people. We give you glory. We give you praise. We pray. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Glory be to God. We send a hand of this opposite. There might be someone here who does not know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, and they want to know him as God. We welcome you here in this place.